0: Been a while, it's been a while. Um, I'm just here to give you guys an update on what's going on. As you guys know, I was pregnant and um, I had a whole ass baby. (laughs) Excuse my French. Um, Yeah, we're now in the new year, so happy new year. Um, I had my baby in November. Yeah, she came very early, seven and a half months, per se, um, it was very unexpected, it wasn't planned, um, I went to get my normal check, I'm gonna give you just a backstory of how everything went, um, how am I doing today, etc, etc, so, um, I got up in the morning, I went to clinic, we called it clinic, checkup, yeah, and, um, I was feeling fine totally fine um, um if you know where i live i live in jamaica and sometimes like it takes a while for you to see the nurse the midwife and you have to sit there and you have to wait till your name call it's a it's a entire process i tell you um so i was there i was getting very impatient because i wanted to go home i was hungry i was irritated it was a whole lot um so i went in and she yeah, the of checks, hear the baby's heartbeat, etc. 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 And then she took my pressure. No, I have been struggling with pressure. My pressure's been high. It's been like very fluctuating during this entire pregnancy. And my OBGYN told me that I would have to deliver at 37 weeks. I was like, cool. Cool. I'm gonna get induction at 37 weeks. I'm like, you know, it's okay. I'm good with that. I was ready. I was mentally preparing to deliver at 37 weeks. I was literally mentally preparing to feel pain. Like I was ready, ready for all of that. But no, this little girl had a plan of her own. So um, uh, when I was getting my checkup, the lady said my pressure was very high, and I was like, high? Like it, it was normally high. But it was, like, higher. I think my pressure at the time was 1... When she first checked it, it was, like, 166 over 90. And then when she rechecked it again, it was, like, 1... It just kept going up. And she was, like, you're not going home. No where the clinic is, the hospital is literally right next door. So she just called in a porter to wheel me over there. And I, at this point, I was annoyed because I felt fine. I was like, just let me go home and sleep. Like, that's all I was telling this nurse. I was like, just let me go home and take a nap. And I promise you, the pressure will go down. Um, and she was like, no, you're going to the hospital. You're going to the maternity ward. Are you calling it? Leave and delivery ward, wherever, I know where you guys are. And I was like, oh, I was so pissed off when I called my best friend. I was like they sent me to the hospital because my pressure is high, and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to go home, or i going to, like, give me something, and watch me, and then let me go home, but I was, I, I didn't carry anything, but my, like, nothing, just what I needed for the, um, my checkup and to go back home, so I had nothing prepared, bearing in mind, I wasn't prepared to have a child, I am, but I bought some things, like, a few little things, but it was nothing big, um, it happened, I had her on the 27th, which was a Friday, and I'm waiting for, my checkup was a Wednesday, and the 29th was actually my shower, which I was planning, I bought things, I had my dress, I had my balloons, I think I was very, um, very irritated, the fact that I couldn't go home, and when I was over the hospital waiting, this is the, um, the doctor and they checked it again it was like 180 something over 110 and they were like this, and the doctor looked at me I was like Brenda you're not going home you are supposed to be having a stroke or a seizure at this point and I was like but I feel fine and he was like yeah that's why they call um, hypertension the silent killer it was like do you have um high blood pressure outside of pregnancy. I was like, no, so this is um, gestational hypertension. I was like, okay. So at that point now, I thought I was going home. My pressure got higher. They were like, no. They were like, immediately, I have to get two injections to try to bring down my pressure Um, because the numbers that I was, as I said, I should be having a stroke or a seizure. One of the two should be happening to me at at the level that my my blood pressure was but thank god um I swear I felt I felt so fine. I felt normal. If anything I felt irritated the fact that I was there talking to these people. <laughs> but needless to say they know what they're doing. I got two injections in my butt um that hurt to help to bring down my blood pressure. Um and I was admitted immediately. No. As I told you I didn't prepare for this baby. We were seven and a half months. Going in my eighth month. I was planning my shower. I had things bought like baby. I was like no, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be super pregnant for Christmas. I'm gonna be super pregnant for the New Year. You know, in my mind, in my little little mind. I would of me. We have this saying that says we're planning and God is wiping out and it's not it's very true. So um but admitted the Wednesday called my partner called my friend my best friend to get my bags ready i didn't pack anything so they had to go home and pack for me because i had literally nothing um yeah and they packed the little things that i had it's a good thing about a pack of pampers already and some clothes and you know clothes for me nightgown slippers you know what you need to go into hospital my little bag um so I was there, and they were like, they checked my pressure again. It went down, but not where it needs to go. So I got checked in, I got registered, I was admitted to the ward. Um, and then it was a Thursday. Yeah, it was a Wednesday. The Thursday, you know, I woke up. Um, they do this thing they call rounds. You know, where the doctors come to your bed and they, like, present the patient and what is happening and how they would like move forward and thing so i was there fast asleep i was chillaxing i was like me and my friend were i was texting my friend and they were like tell them you have a baby show on sunday and you need to um you need to go home and let them let you hold, so i can go to my baby show and come back come back Sunday evening after the show was over and I kid you not, I said that to the doctor so the Thursday roll around they're having rounds and um, we're there and I was like waiting for them to tell me what's going on, if I'm going to stay if I'm going to go home I was trying to figure out what what was the course of action so they're going you know, bed to bed and they finally reached my bed and it was like this is me and I had and then, and then the doctor was like, you know, um, how high your pressure was, I had severe preeclampsia. I had developed severe preeclampsia and that was like, you're going to have, we're going to take the baby from you tomorrow. That would be the Friday. Now, this is a Thursday morning. Mind you, I was like, what? He was like, we're going to take the baby from you tomorrow because you have preeclampsia. And everybody knows what pre is. It's a condition where your pressure gets high and the only way to treat pre is for you to deliver your baby. Yeah. So that is um Yeah, that's where I was. I was like it was a lot of information and I, like, I was I was freaking out a little bit. I was like, "Oh my God, I didn't expect to have a baby. Are they gonna cut me? I didn't want a C-section. All my friends was like, "God, please let me go to C-section, C-section," and I got one. I was so irritated. And then I called people, and then you know, my friends came and family and posts came to the hospital. I told them what was going on. I was like, "I'm gonna have a C-section tomorrow. My husband pressure was high, and then she was like." You were like, oh my god, it is very serious at this point, so now um, the doctor starts giving me steroid shot to boost the baby lungs, remember she was seven and a half months, she was eight months, um shots every about six hours, I, I tell you, I got the shots to take my pressure, I got the shots to boost baby lungs, I got pressure medication, I was getting, I swear, I don't want to see another needle in my life hearing sounds i'm with my baby know and she's currently waking up a nap so yeah um yeah so we we're over there on thursday i was hella nervous thursday night i could not sleep at all The fact that i was going to have a c-section the other day and it was like early in the morning and i was supposed to be the first one in the theater because there were other persons scheduled for c-section that day, and um, I was hella nervous, yes. excuse a commercial break, <laughs> yes, we're never taking a commercial break, my baby. So yeah, um super nervous. I didn't know what to expect. I never googled C section, i only Googled vaginal birth and I was so scared, I was very scared. I told I didn't see that that night. Um I woke up the Wednesday from about two AM um they st- were still giving me injections, still giving me the steroid shots, checking my pressure every hour, every half every hour and a half, two hours to make sure it's stable. It was it was a lot going on. Um, so I woke up, and the nurse woke me up about trauma, but I was awake and she came to me, she was like, you know, you're going over C-section today. I was like, I know. And she was like, did you shave? I was like, I didn't even shave my coochie, y'all. Like, my coochie wasn't shaved. I didn't plan to shave it till. <laughs> I was afraid to have a baby i was lazy and i couldn't see it so my coochie wasn't shaved which wasn't a problem but you know a public coochie needs to be shaved so yeah um she came and she razored off like nothing um at five o'clock she was like go take a shower get yourself ready um i was there still nervous and my heart was beating like a million and ten things was going to my head at the same time, um, yeah it was a lot. So they came and I see the man come on and I saw my name on the docket and he was like oh we're going for Brenda and I was like I was so nervous, I was so nervous and then this doctor was looking, I don't remember her name to tell you the truth, she came and I was on the bed going in, down to the table she was like don't worry it's okay, just pray, you're going to be fine, I'm going to be here when you come back out, and for some apparent reason, like, I think God knew how so I was, on, for her telling me that, like, it kind of calmed me a little bit, um, for my sleep section I got the up of doing a spinal tap, a spinal block, or a, or they could just put me to sleep, I didn't want to sleep, I wanted to see what was going on, so I chose a spinal, hey, um so I was like okay let's do the spinal I went in there as well it was like an episode of Grace Anatomy <laughs> um, I went in there I lay on the bed you know they you sit on the bed they push the thing in your spine and they numb your foot and I had six million monitors on me and the blood pressure monitors and I had drip and I had it was a lot of strings and needles and machines attached to my body and i was watching for some particular reason the only machine that i was interested in was my blood pressure and it was very stable because i was very calm i wasn't nervous i was very calm i was just focusing on the blood pressure machine and the time I, Every time I see they reading my blood pressure was like 120 over 80 something more. 120 over 17. I was like, okay, my blood pressure is fine, my blood pressure is fine. I wonder if they can stop the surgery and let me go home. <laughs> um yeah, so we're there and they pulled up the curtains and they cut me and on the 27th of November. 1010. My daughter was born weighing two pounds eight ounces and they carried her to my head and uh you know they showed me her and she was like she's doing good she, uh, she came out crying on the place like the boss that she is um and you know they whisked her over to the um the nursery how you guys call it the um the NICU, um where you are in the parts of the world so i was there getting stitched up in recovery um i didn't came out of recovery till about after one and by this time i and my friend was outside and they were like oh, like where am i because google apparently my best friend google told them a c-section was and um it was supposed to last an hour and i was there like two hours but i was literally in recovery and um i remember dozing off and to me i dozed off for five seconds but it was a whole hour and the nurse waited me, but she was like, you're okay. And she was like, can you move your toes? And I just went I couldn't. And she was like, all right, man, you're ready to go up. And then I bust open the, the doors to go back up to the ward. And so my best friend and my, and my significant other would And I gave them a thumbs up or a middle finger. I don't even know which one, but it was a thumbs up or a middle finger. I don't remember. It wasn't one of those. Um, and I went back, you know, with recovery. And during the time I knocked out again, um, anesthesia, I know I was just, I think it was tiredness, I was knocked out again, you know, the nurse came and she was like, can you move your foot? You need to get up, you know, when you have a C-section, um, especially the spinal, they want you to get up and move to see if it didn't affect any area of your spine or anything else. Um, so I did. But well, the only place I wanted to go, yes, ma'am. The only place that I wanted to go was on the NICU stash nursery to see my child. Yes. And um yeah, I just wanted to go down there and I couldn't because I had in a catheter and I had to wait for that, that being taken out so I didn't go down there for the entire day. I was really irritated because I wanted to see her. Um, when I finally she was like, I have to walk, I have to go I'm ready to the catheter, I need to put the catheter out. I was like, I'm ready to go down, I'm ready to see my child. Um, and she was like, Can you walk? And I was like, Yes, and my, my body was like, No, she was like, So she got um, somebody to assist me to walk down because it was like literally through the doors from where I was. And I went down there and I pulled the door, and the, the nurses in the cute slash nurse, they tell me like, you're supposed to do this, and you're supposed to do this, you're supposed to touch the baby, you know, etc etc etc. You get a chair and you sit beside your baby. No, she was in a warm She wasn't in a, um, what's that thing name? The box thing. What's that thing? She wasn't in the box thing. She was in a warm-up. It wasn't a box. What the hell is that? I don't remember the name of my... What the... She was in the, the clothes box where you push your hand through it. She wasn't in that. She was in a wall. Um I was like, where's my baby? And she showed, she was like, here's the baby. And I remember taking a chair and I sit down and I looked at her and she had so many needles. She had needles in her and she had an, an oxygen mask and a tiny diaper. And I looked and I sat down and I looked at her and I began to cry uncontrollably. I was like... I felt in that moment that I had let down my child because here am I supposed to protect her for the next nine months and my body decided to fail me and she came seven and a half months and they had to give her lung shots and know she's on oxygen and strings and strings and monitors and I, the first two days or three days I went out there, every time I went out there I cried like a bit. I, mean, I cried because I was like my baby's so little, and she's down there by herself, and you know it was. I tell you, it, my heart broke every time I went down there and saw her, and then another day, I, read, in, days, I knew needle in her arm, or a they had the um the access in her hand, and it was in her foot, and I was like, and I saw like a little cut where they're trying to get it on her hand, and maybe they couldn't find the vein, so she had a little cut from there, and I was like, before they try to you know, give her the, the drip and it couldn't work through That So uh, I was like crying because they cut her and I was like, oh my God, i cut her she cried and I wasn't here to hush her. You know, I, I bawled. I sobbed. Me bawled, I cried uncontrollably for the first couple of days. Um, I, as I said, I had her the so Friday and I went home the Monday. I went home the Monday night and when I was going home, I bawled. Yes. I cried. Because I was like, I'm going home without my babies. And everybody else's baby. I like, this is not how it works. I was like, this is not how it works. Like, when you have a baby, you're supposed to go in, have the baby. And then come up with the baby in your hand and go home with the baby. And it wasn't the case. And I was bawling. I was I was tired, my stitches hurt, I just wanted to go home, and I didn't want to go home because my baby wasn't going home, and I had to come back up the next day and give her milk, because I, I cried when I was going home, and like every little thing, like I was bawling. Um, She was in the NICU stash nursery for exactly one month and a day, and I have to go there every day. So to, to give her milk just to sit beside her bed um you know came out too pony down since she was a tiny tiny little human <laughs> and i believe really uh, you know i've seen her she came off the oxygen and then she still had her tube tubes in and you know those little things and i see you know they take off the oxygen they take off this access they take off this you know because just she doesn't need it anymore i felt better like okay she's coming on nicely she doesn't need to be breathing you know she was breathing on her own she was like the only thing she was re- her body temperature she couldn't re- regulate it as you can't, you know i mean fresh out the womb and all um and i didn't get to hold her for about two weeks because she was uh, she had so many tubes and and needles and machines attached to her for the first two weeks I couldn't get to hold holder was after and that was pretty hard too um, but yeah I still managed to to persevere and go through, um yeah so she came out and she is now three and a half pounds and you know I'm not without my fresh of hardship, um, she came home two weeks ago just before New Year's, um, after Christmas, um, and I tell you, like, you see when I was like, I wanted to, in my head, I tell you the things I, I think about in my head, I was like, um, I want her to come home so I can do this and do that, and when I, when I mean, she's actually here, I was, I think in the first week of her being home, I, I, I thought, that I could do it, but I couldn't, I, the, the three I was in, I proved to myself that I couldn't, she was still so tiny, she came home, she was like, almost, three, she was three pounds, and she was still so tiny, and I had to, I had to feed her, and I had to, you know, I'm responsible for this whole human being, I don't have the help of the NICU nurses, oh my god, these persons, those nurses, I wish I could take one home. Just to tell you the truth, I wish I could take one of these home, home with me, but I cannot. Um, yeah, um, the first week was very rough. I didn't—I literally was running out of four hours of sleep for the entire week. I was tired, and because of me not sleeping, and this little one not having a schedule, my milk. My breast milk had um decreased. I wasn't producing as much and to the point where I wasn't getting anything out of my breast and I had to take her back to the hospital so they could give me some feeding for her because I wasn't resting and I didn't think that me not sleeping would affect my breast milk, but it's, it wasn't really sleeping, it was a help because for the entire week it was me alone my spouse who is here with me yes but um he works and he comes home at night and he comes home he's tired so the few hours i get like the two hours i get to sleep and i have to get up to relieve him because he has work the next morning i was drained and because of all of that my milk supply has decreased and it has not yet um called back and i don't know if it will so i have to start her on formula and when i was doing that and i made the decision to do that because I couldn't supply my child and that was another breaking point for me to see, like I had to give her a formula and before that she wasn't latching on to my breast because she was in a nursery slash NICU, they fed, they gave her my milk out of this cup thing, I can't even describe it. it's a cup and it has this different cc's, you know, 2.5, 5, 10, 15, 30, it holds 30 cc's of milk and that was while they were feeding her. So because she had been used to that for one month, she wasn't latching on my titty at all. She latched like a couple of times and then she would let go. And then she would just get fed up because she's trying to drink the milk. The milk is not coming. And she would just get fed up and start screaming. And I would just get frustrated. So we're both frustrated. We're tired. I'm exhausted. And the milk my, milk, my milk supply has depleted. And when I tell people, like, what's the best formula I can give my baby? I like, no. You know you should give your baby breast milk for the first six six months of life, and everybody's like, it's like a shade or some mom shaving thing, and I was like, yeah, but I have no milk to give her, so what am I supposed to give her for the first six months? So I need to find the best formula out there for her because again, she is a tiny human, and an extra tiny one because she's a premature baby. So yeah, um, it's been two weeks since she's at home. She. She has a schedule-ish thing, but it's-ish. She has her time. But I'm telling you that first weekend I was home with her, I literally, at one point, I was so tired. I wanted to put my clothes on and went back up to the nursery slash NICU, and gave her back to the nurse and tell them that the key taker. <laughs> I wanted to give her back on because I was so overwhelmed. I didn't have any help. The persons who I thought would help me, everybody is busy and doing their own life. So I felt like I had, I had no one. Although you know, I have friends who call and text and ask if you're okay with having a text and having somebody here physically to say, here, hold the baby for an hour. Then Then, show sure, in that week, I don't think I showed. <laughs> I think I won't showed. Sure, I think I showed two times. I showed maybe one. <laughs> baby two times within the entire week, I'm talking the week, it has seven days, I brushed my teeth because I was so exhausted, I was so tired to the point where I don't even remember, I had to start writing her feeding schedule because I couldn't remember when she got her last feed, it was, and it is still very overwhelming, so um, anybody who is a new mother and is going through this, trust me, I... I see you, and I see postpartum depression, and I see anxiety, and I see tiredness, and I see having to make a decision to give your child formula, and having person's mom shame you because you're supposed to give your child breast milk for the first six months of your life, but if you have no breast milk, what are supposed to give? So, it's been a journey, it's still a journey she's not out of the woods yet we have appointments and appointments and doctor visits and doctor visits and I feel like it's me alone although I have some help but it's not where it's not the help I thought I would have if that makes sense I feel like I'm 95% I'm here entirely by myself I don't have somebody to say even though she's on the bottle I don't have somebody to say take her Give me, give me, give me four hours, let me sleep. You know, and uh, you know, those little things, I, I don't have that, and I don't have that to, that kind of support, and it kinda, it's kind of hard, and I was like, just imagine me, me a single mother didn't have the father to, you know, to take her at night, because I mean, when I'm here in the daytime, I'm exhausted, and when he comes home, I have to, I, I wanted to stop out completely. As I hear him come through the door, I was like, here, I just want to say here, take her and I just knock out to sleep sometimes I go to sleep without, um, go to bed you know, take those 4 hours that he gave me without even eating because I'm so tired I just want to tap out I just want to sit here, take her let me get some sleep because I know in 4 hours I have to get up and be with her through the entire night, slap straight back to the other day and it is it's exhausting and it is taking it on my body and I had a C section, like that, and you know, it takes a while to heal. And me being up and down for the first month to and from the hospital, and then being here up and down and doctor visit it's a lot for a person. So, I'm, um, you know, if you're pregnant or you're going to have a C section, um, my advice to you was like, get persons, have a support system, somebody who lives next door, somebody could come stay with you for the first month. <laughs> or six weeks you know somebody who who's you know a mother or a aunt a grandmother a friend a best friend you know i know my spouse is doing his best but coming in at night and tapping out with me and me having doing this all by myself the next day it's appreciated but it's not enough and i have to make deal with what i have because i know there's nobody else I can tap out and give the baby to because I, I saw this meme that says when the baby's crying and you want to give it to the mom but then you realize that you're the mom yeah that meme is real so I'm saying this like this is my update this is what I've been through this is what I'm going through I have a old woman in my arms which I am forever grateful for she is able to sing and I love her but, you know, at the same time, bitch is exhausted because <laughs> ah, I have to, you know, I'm telling you, if you're going through this, you are going to need somebody to stay with you. I mean, the first six weeks just to have that person with you, just to sit here, let me hold her while you just take a sleep, take a midday nap. And people always like, oh, sleep when the baby sleeps. Oh, ah, No. Oh, you can but when you sleep when the baby's sleeping you forgot you hadn't brushing your teeth since morning or the, the kitchen is a mess and there's nobody to clean it or the room is a mess and there's dirty diapers to throw it, and you want to sleep but there's so many things you have to do how okay, can you sleep when the baby sleep? you sleep when the baby sleep when you have somebody to say I'm going to sleep or I'm going to sleep when the baby sleep and you take care of the house but if you you alone it's it's very hard to do that. Um, so, yeah, I'm encouraging y'all to continue to listen to my podcast. I know I've been very lackadaisical with it. So, um, you know, I hope my story is maybe similar to somebody else's, or, you know, you never know. You can always follow me on my Instagram page at miss, miscarriage underscore jm Mitch Socks underscore JM. That is my Instagram page. So you can go over there and find me. Or if you want to send me an email, you can email me with any questions or queries at ericafung. Ericafung at gmail.com. That's E R I C A F U N G at gmail.com. So thank you guys for listening. Baby's not caught in my arms. So yeah, thank you for being here with everything Brenda. This is a long episode and I do hope you stay and come back for the other one. Bye.